So inappropriate. Today is Thursday, November 5th, two days after the single most explosive day of the year of the last four years, really. Yes, that's right. It was the day that Erica Jean filed for divorce from Tom Girardi. Tom Girardi. I'm still reeling from it. It rocked my world. There's nothing else going on, is there? No, no. Is Erica Jean the smartest woman on the planet for breaking that news on election day? Like, did she think it would get buried under all the Trumpy Bideny stuff? Or was she just trying to give us like a little bit of pop culture fun on a shitty day? I don't know, but I loved it. I was like, thank God. When that story came across the AP wire, my whole world just, it, it went, it was wonderful. Thank you, Erica. Here are my thoughts on this divorce, if anyone cares. I think that she, okay, Tom Girardi is 81. He does have sparkly blue eyes. He's very famous. He's very successful. And I see the appeal, definitely. But Tom Girardi is 81 years old. And I bet you at night when Erica Jane goes to bed and shuts her pretty blue eyes and falls asleep. There is nine to 10 awakenings a night when Tom Girardi has to use the bathroom because of his overactive bladder. And every time he gets up and walks away, she gets a glimpse of his disappearing flabby butt. And I'm not age shaming because we don't do that here. That's so inappropriate because we're all gonna be old one day. So we don't age shame people because you will be old too, Sarah Nichols. So don't fuck with people that are old. And I have tons of respect for the elderly. But if I am a 44-year-old, you know, hottie patati, I'm not sure. I think she just rolled over one night and was like, I can, I don't need to look at that anymore. And if she was 81, no judgment. That would be fine. But I think... When they got married, he was 60, she was, you know, 32 or whatever. And, you know, it's all real hot when you're 30 and he's 60. And then it comes a day when you're 60 and he's 90 and you're like, I don't want to hook up the CPAP machine tonight. I just don't feel like it. I'd rather just have a glass of wine and watch Netflix. I don't want to, I don't want to push you around Costco in a wheelchair. Okay, and it doesn't make her a bad person. I think she got what she needed out of the marriage. She stayed married to him for 21 years or 22 years, I think they said. They don't have children. She still has the rest of her life yet. She had a great chapter with him. He made her famous. He made her rich. Uh, it's time to move on. And I've heard a lot of rumors that he's got a lady companion that he's been spending time with, and she's just over it. She's like, I don't want to, I don't want to watch. 60 minutes with you anymore, Tom. Like, it's not cute anymore. So I think that he will find another woman, late 30s, early 40s, to do this again with that will see him through to the end of the line. Erica Jane has said she does not have a prenup, which I think is, I, I actually kind of understand it. When she married him, she had nothing, and she's like, I don't have anything to lose. And he's the powerful lawyer. So she actually said, well... I don't have a prenup, but oh, I can't even do the work. I don't have a prenup, but Tom Girardi, he would bury me in court. What would be the point? She's kind of right. He's going to not give her what she deserves, but it really doesn't matter. She makes a lot of her own money now. She has a music career that I don't understand. Um, 
you know, I love dance music and things, you know, spin class type music, but I don't think hers is very good, but it's okay. She's cute. Like, I like her little persona. She's got her own money now. She's got a, maybe she doesn't have fuck you money, private jet money, take a jet to Paris to eat lunch money, but she's going to be fine. So good luck to her. I think that she's going to be okay. And it, she also just secured her spot on The Real Housewives next season. So I would really, I am, for one, I will tune in to see how this plays out because she might let a little bit of her guard down. I'm going to talk to Shannon about this and see how she feels. I'm not sure if she's an Erica Jane fan or not. Well, whatever, who cares? Um, but maybe she'll open up a little bit and I would love to see her go on a date. Does she go on a date as Erica Jane? Does she go on a date as Mrs. Girardi? I don't know, but either way, I'm here for it. I can't wait. In other news, um, Fox News says Google searches for liquor stores near me is at an all-time high, as well as Chinese food near me, fries near me. So everyone's eating and drinking. I actually did okay on election night. I had one glass of wine, and I had a little bit of ice cream, like not a gross amount, just like a normal amount of ice cream. And I went to bed and... Like, I wasn't, like, drinking heavily. I don't know. As I've said before, there are things I'm nervous about. There are things I... There are things I don't like about either candidate, but there are things that make me nervous, and I, too, have a knot in my stomach. But we're not going to talk about it. I'm going to stick to what I know, and I'm going to stay in my lane. I was going to... I've been trying to start this show three times this week, and... Today I finally felt ready and I've been deleting it and trying and I think I'm just going to stay in my lane, okay? And my lane is stupidness. So, we're going to stick with that. And if you want to talk about politics, you can call me and text me or DM me, but I'm not going to talk about it today because I don't think that anyone wants to hear about it. Okay? Okay. Okay. Um oh. <laughs> In breaking news, there is now a dating website for men with small penises. I know. Get excited. It's called it's called Dinky One. D-I-N-K-Y One. Dinky One is the dating app for men with 5.5 inches of fun or less and the women that love them. This is I'm on the website. <laughs> Dinky One. And the, the logo is super cute. They also... They also have a special section for people with micro penises, a subgroup, if you will. And those are for, <laughs> I'm on the website. <laughs> Don't look at my browser history, Greg. Sorry. Okay, you have to have, for the, mic <laughs> for the micro penis section, to qualify, <laughs> you have to be A, a woman who enjoys a micro penis, or you have to be 3.5, I'm sorry, 3.9 inches erect or less. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound that's I guess it is I don't know I, I don't I don't really I'm not good at measuring things but and I also to be fair I have very small hands so everything looks big next to me because I'm so small and adorable um there are 30,000 men on this wow 30,000 men on dinky one <laughs> you don't have to oh you don't have to I'm on the website you don't have to prove it you don't. you don't have to send <laughs> I'm sorry. I have not laughed in three days. This is great. You don't have to prove that your dinky is small. You don't have to prove that you're dinky. You can just, all you need is a valid email address. That's nice. I'm so glad. There's a dating app. There's literally a dating app for like every weird thing in the world. I saw one for people with STDs. I mean, that's not that weird, but it kind of makes sense. Like if you have herpes You'd rather just go on a herpes dating site than have to go on eHarmony and explain to some Mormon why you have herpes. You know, like, I'd rather just have it all out there on before the date, and then you don't have to talk about the herpes, right? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine now, like, <laughs> one day when we're allowed to have weddings again, like, someone's going to, some drunk asshole is going to get up at this wedding and, and be like, Amanda and John met on Dinky One. How'd you, how'd you guys meet? Oh, we met, a, we met a dinky one. Oh my God. Go to this website. It's, 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 
<laughs> I'm not drunk, I swear. I just think this is... <laughs> it's... <clears throat> It's www.dinky1one.com. And just erase your browser history after you look because well, I don't want any problems here. I don't want anyone suing me for the fact that they got divorced because of looking at Dinky One. <laughs> what else is going on? Oh, God. Okay. Lori Laughlin has um, surrendered herself to jail. She is at the FCI Dublin Institute in Northern California. So... By the way, FCI stands for Federal Correctional Institution. So Lori's in jail. Uh, she signed in on the 1st. So she And she's supposed to be in there for two months. So I think the idea is if they make her serve all the time, which I don't think they will, she'll be home right in time for Christmas. So she's supposed to have 60 days. And I think that would put her in like Christmas Eve. She would get to come home and have you know, cut the ham with uh, Bella Bella Jade or whatever the fuck the, her daughters are. Friends say she is, quote, not doing well. Why, you ask? Well, let's go through the rest of this article. She has to wake up at 5.30 a.m. and make her bed. She can read and watch TV and work out. Well, that sounds pretty fucking nice to me. Okay. I don't know what she's... How is she not doing well? That sounds, like, fine. First of all, it sounds like my life minus three people harassing me all day long for snacks and all you have to do is clean up after yourself which is an upgrade for me and uh yeah I mean she can read it oh she can't change the channel oh that sucks okay so you just have to, I mean if someone's watching like Jerry Springer you can't change the channel but I don't know maybe I'll send her a book I heard that that's the same jail that Betty Broderick is in so as soon as Lori has to get out, she has to be in a coronavirus, like, isolation for a couple days. And then she can go out to the real jail. But I think, wouldn't it be cool if she got to meet Betty? Like, I would, I would seek her out immediately. Because I think when she gets out, she's going to murder Massimo. That's what I think. You heard it here first. I don't know. I think she sounds like a whiny bitch. Two months in jail. It, it's awful, but, like... I survived seven months of fucking lockdown with my family, and it was exactly like that. I woke up at 5.30 a.m., I made my bed, I couldn't leave, I couldn't change a channel from Nickelodeon, and I got to work out alone in my bedroom. So, I, I mean, I guess I was, like, technically free, but I really wasn't. So, I think she's a whiny bitch. I think she'll be, honestly, I think Lori Lock, is it Laughlin or Lachlan? Whatever. She'll be out in 30 days. You know what? I think Olivia Rose Jade should have been in prison. Isn't she a isn't she a an adult? Why isn't she in prison? Why why are you why are you at home selling hair vitamins on Instagram when your mom is in prison? I mean, those girls posed for those pictures, didn't they? I think that's unfair. Olivia Jade, sorry, it's Olivia. I thought it was Olivia Rose Jade. There's another one too. What's her name? Some I don't know. Who cares? They're awful. They should be in jail. A study out of the United Kingdom today is saying that people are afraid to name their babies Karen through the fear that it will always be associated with the memes on social media. Making the rounds today. It's pretty much the name associated with middle-age entitlement, and it's not going anywhere, said Jonas, a London father-to-be. So Jonas's wife, her mother's name is Karen, and she wants to name her baby Karen, and they're fighting about it. And the article is citing this study that no one wants to name their baby Karen. Well, I kind of disagree with that. I think, first of all, I'm sick of it. I think it's stupid. Uh, Karen, people aren't even using it correctly half the time. And it's so overblown and annoying now that if I met, first of all, if I met a cute little girl named Karen, I would love it. And I think these people need to reclaim their name. I know several Karens that are delightful human beings and I just like I was talking to someone and she's like I hate giving my name at Starbucks because they always give me like a snicker and I'm like man you know that sucks and she's very polite and nice and 
You know, I think that sucks. Like, I was thinking how I feel if it was if it was Sarah. Oh, you're such a Sarah. I would it, I would like my skin would crawl every time someone would say. It. I think it's really unfair to Karens. I think that they should reclaim that. Not unlike I remember when I was little, if you called someone queer, it was like an insult, and you couldn't do that. And now you can say queer. Queer is like an adjective, like a perfectly acceptable adjective. And they just said. All the people got together and they were like, well, everyone's calling us queer anyway. Let's accept it and embrace it. And now it's like, it's fine. So maybe Karen, I don't know. They need to take that back. Um, what else? Oh, so <laughs> I've been going on TikTok and I just decided that maybe there's a bright light. If, if, if Joe Biden is elected to presidency, we will be able to keep TikTok. Okay, and I love TikTok. I, every time I lie down to go to bed, I'm finished watching all my shows and whatever, and I'm actually like in the bed with my little retainer in, and I'm about to settle it down for dinner. I'm like, oh, not for dinner, for bed. Oh, let's, let's start eliminating the blue light. No, Sarah, I go on TikTok. Oh, five minutes. Well, then it's two and a half hours later. There's a section on TikTok called For You, and it's, I don't know what the algorithm is. It's some small child in China that seems to know me better than I know myself. But I open up the For You section and every single video, I'm like, I needed that. Oh my God, I was just talking about trampolines. How did they know I love llamas? Well, there's a, there's a section in there called For You. And I have found some really, really delightful things. Okay, there is a TikToker write this down, called Nona the Loner, N-O-N-A, the loner, like a, a, lon a lonely person. Nona works at Domino's. I'm not sure where. I think in England or somewhere. I don't know. And every time she gets an order <laughs> called into Domino's, she rates their order based on like whether or not it's like a boss order or not. And she makes guesses about their personalities and stuff. I don't know why I watched none of the loners Domino's TikTok videos for about 45 minutes last night. And it's kind of interesting how people's food order can tell you a lot about their personality. And it, it tells you a lot about mine that I thought that that was something that I needed to do for 45 minutes. I'll probably do it again tonight for 45 minutes. And you should too. And report back because I will tell you that for 45 minutes... I forgot about everything that's going on in the world. Everything. And I had a little chuckle about it. There's also, I got to look it up and post it, but there's a husband and wife couple. I believe they're out of Nevada. Battleground Nevada. No, just kidding. They are in Nevada, I think. And they are um, husband and wife CSI, like crime scene investigator people. So, but they're clean. They're like the cleanup crew. So... My husband thinks this is fake, but maybe it is, but who cares? They are a husband and wife team that their job is they run a cleaning service to um, to clean up like murder, <laughs> murder scenes and they film it on TikTok and they're like, oh, look at this one. Here's a brain. Ew. You better get the 409. <laughs> it's really good. Um, and I am so sick in the head that... I also thought that was pretty great. And then I thought, well, what does this say about me that I sat there and watched that for a period of time? And they, they knew that I would like it even weirder. I don't know. Someone told me that you have to turn off your microphone on the Instagram app. And the Instagram app, which is actually owned by Facebook, so it's Mark Zuckerberg listening to me and understanding how I feel about murder. But... I think if you turn off your Instagram microphone, then that stops happening. But I go back and forth because sometimes I think that this is very helpful. You know, like I'll be talking to a girlfriend and be like, fuck, I can't find purple leggings anywhere. And then I'll open up Instagram and I was like, oh, the purple legging store on Instagram. And there's a sale and a coupon code. I mean, that's, that's where it comes into, you know, being useful. Whatever. Anyway, um, so go to go to Dinky One, visit Lori Laughlin in jail. What do you think she would like in jail? 
like Olivia Jade. Does Olivia Jade sell makeup? No, she doesn't makeup tutorials. Maybe she could do a makeup tutorial for her mom that's like how to make eyeliner out of a ballpoint pen and <laughs> how to make, oh, I saw this thing on TikTok. I forgot. There's a woman that just got out of prison that shows all her like prison tricks. I got to post these. I got to find them later. I don't know where my phone is. I got to find them and post them later because they're good. There's a woman who got who just got out of prison for a nonviolent crime. I think she was like a, a drug mule or something. Well, who cares? And she posts videos of what of their little like prison hacks, which I don't plan on being in prison really. But I think if I was like if I was on a hike and I got lost, you know, these tricks would come in handy. So she was saying how she makes eyeliner from um Oh God, what was it? I don't know, whatever. And they make, um, she showed how to make cheesecake because they don't have like any good food there. But if you get um, cream cheese and these like, le and like lemon juice and Splenda packets, you can make cheesecake. Like that's pretty useful. And these, and, and crushed up crackers for the bottom and prison chili and then prison, um, what was the other one they made? She did like a nacho dip where they like cut up bread and sm they smushed the bread. Then they cut it in like the triangle shapes, like the tortilla chips. And then they would um, leave them out to dry and then they would bake them. So they were like chips. And then you could you like steal packets of cheese and stuff from the cafeteria. And then when you're home, oh, not your home, in your little area, you know, your little cell, you can, um, some of them are allowed to have like communal um, microwaves and they can like microwave the nachos with the stolen cheese and the ketchup and the, the, the little chips they made out of the bread. Isn't that cute? Anyway, I love, I love hacks and I just think people are very creative. And then she was, Oh, and then she was saying there was a woman in prison that was, again, she was a nonviolent offender. So I think she was like in a good prison, like a Lori Laughlin prison where people could like hang out and walk around and stuff. And she said there was this woman that like stole all these things and made instead of like making shivs she like made nail tools like out of I don't know like light bulbs and shit and she would go around and give them pedicures and she said she was really really good so if you got on her good side and you like bartered with her and like gave her prison cheesecake she'd give you a pedicure I don't know I think that in terms of those situations I think that I would really thrive in prison I am very good at making my bed. I am a pretty good cook. So I think I could cook for people. And they would give me pedicures and massages and homemade sex toys. And uh, I love, you know, I love women. Like I love friendships. So I would, I would have like a clique for sure. I don't know if I'd be the leader, but I would be like in. I think I would find a group that I could hang with. Um. I would probably be in the manicurist group. I like to get my nails done. I think I would be very drawn to her. Anyway, so that's that. Um, the mirror. I got the mirror. I know I posted about this on my Insta. Didn't anyone have it? Whatever. And I can't, there's nowhere to try this mirror. I think that actually, I think they have a store in like Soho, but like I can't, I mean, I'm never going to be going to New York City again in my life. So that wasn't happening. Um, the, so there's really nowhere to try this thing. And I watched a million videos on it and we finally got it. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll saw I had a, we had a rocky start me in this mirror, as my daughter calls it, the mirror, the mirror. Um, I finally got it to work. I did some classes last night. I'm going to do some this morning. I'm going to do a live one. So it's like Peloton in that it has a subscription that you pay monthly and they have live classes and they have like a bajillion on demand. And they have like, I would say they actually have more variety than the Peloton. I mean, the Peloton's pretty good. They have strength and yoga and meditation and all that. And the, the mirror obviously doesn't have cycling because it's not a bike. But I was looking through it last night. I think pretty in depth. I think they have more, they have more instructors, I think. And they have more variety in their classes so and they bar like a pretty I like bar that's a pretty extensive bar and um I I did a a toning class which is I guess it's like weight it's like lightweight 
I don't know. But it was good. It was 45 minutes. And then I did some boxing. And I thought that the... I was kind of annoyed. I I thought that the toning class was too easy. I'm not... I mean, oh, bragging too easy. But I thought it was too easy. Like, I wasn't tired by the end of it or anything. And I was like, well, this kind of sucks. And then I, <laughs> then I looked um, when I was done. And it was a prenatal class. <laughs> so that's why. So I, I'd be winded if I was pregnant. So I'm going to try it again. Today I'm doing a guy, a man's class, an, a live one that's like strength and cardio. And his name is Jaron and he's very popular. He used to teach at the Equinox on 19th street near me when I lived down there in the city. So, uh, he's very, po and I remember him being good. He's like a really, really built muscular black dude. So, and it's cool when you, when you go, so the mirror mounts on your wall and it's, it's not terrible looking. And when it's off, it's like a real full length mirror. So you can like check your outfit in it. And the way it works is you log in and they don't, contrary to popular belief, it has a camera, but they don't see you. So you just like log in or whatever. And there's sort of like a, an avatar of a real person, like showing you the moves. So you're supposed to quote unquote mirror them. So they're doing the stuff at the same time as you and you're supposed to like copy them. And so it's not just like someone standing in front of you teaching a class. They're actually like doing the moves and you're supposed to like do what they're doing. And I like that it doesn't take up a lot of room. I like that it doesn't look like a piece of workout equipment. It only needs Wi-Fi. If you don't want to nail it into your wall, it has a stand. I nailed it into the wall, but I kept the stand in case I ever move it or something. And I sort of like the avatar thing. And then the live classes, they can see your names like they can see who's joining. They don't see physically you. So they can be like, go Sarah. So um, I've only done two classes. I'm going to do my third today. I They give you 30 days to try it. And then they will literally come back and pick it up if you don't like it. So what do I have to lose? I'm never going back to a gym ever again because I don't want to wear a mask and pass out on a treadmill. So that's good. I, I think... I think it's worth I think it's worth looking into because they make it really easy. A to get it. There's like no there's no lead time. I ordered it on a Tuesday and I got it the next Tuesday. And they will come back and pick it up if I don't like it. And I don't know. I think this is the new I think this is the way to go. I feel like I have a Peloton, I have this. I feel like what else do I need? Well, I would like a Peloton tread, but Greg says he's been saying no. I don't know why. So mean. Anyway, the mirror, it's, what is it called? Uh, the mirror. It's just the mirror, the mirror.com. And they're running a special right now. I'm not promoting this because no one would ever pay me to do anything like that, but they keep sending me emails and it just, it's getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So I, I think it's worth trying. Okay. Let's get into the undoing. Are you watching this? The undoing on HBO. There's only two episodes out. So they're doing the slow burn thing. You know, they don't, you can't binge it, which I actually, is kind of nice. Like I feel, sometimes I get overwhelmed when someone's like, oh, watch the show. And then I go on Netflix and there's like nine seasons. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like I eventually will need to get my life back. This is only two episodes. So it's, there's a lot of good people in it. It's Nicole Kidman, Hugh Jack, no, Hugh Grant. Who's about a boy, uh, Hugh Grant. And they're married. They are wealthy New York City people. He kept his British accent. She's pretending to be American. And she falls out of it sometimes, which is sort of interesting. How come she never gets to keep her accent? In every movie, they make her sound American. Like, that must be so exhausting. And Hugh Grant, because he's like a guy, gets to keep... Hello. Like, anyway. Hugh Grant is very fascinating in this show, I think, because he is playing... It's kind of a darker role, which I've, maybe he has done this in the past. I've never seen him in a dark, sexy, scary role. He's always been like, I'm charmingly befuddled. <laughs> I run a travel bookshop and I'm a successful bachelor. Like it, he's never been, he's like a, he's good. I, I, I'm really into it. And he's very, he's, I haven't seen this guy in 10 years, probably. He's very handsome still. I'm into it. And Nicole Kidman is a therapist, a New York City therapist, which I'm like, oh, God, cliche. How many fucking movies do we have to watch where 
some beautiful woman is a therapist. Oh, Jesus Christ. Whatever. Hugh Grant is a children's pediatric oncology doctor. I was like, hello, sexy. Love it. So they're married. They seem to have a great marriage. They have a son. They have a beautiful townhouse. It's not decorated the way I would have. It's a little bit dark and like, I don't know. The furniture's odd. I, I, you know me. I like to talk about movie and TV sets. The furniture is odd. I feel like for people of their stature, they would have had like better stuff. Well, whatever. Who cares? Like the bed is like one of those like cheap looking gray upholstered beds. It's not even tufted. It's just like, and, and they have a queen bed. Go look at the first episode. They are in a queen bed together. Nicole Kidman is fucking six feet tall. She would not be in a queen bed. I, I'm sorry. And the room is big enough. I don't understand it. That is a major miscast. Whatever. Anyway. Um, so they appear to have a great marriage. They have a son who's about 10, it looks like. And the son goes to one of these very elite prep schools in New York City. And Nicole Kidman is on the PTA. I guess it's a PTA or something. And all the women are like, I, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Like, Nicole Kidman is like 55 years old. And... Her son is 10, which I'm like, okay, maybe, I don't know. And the other women in the episode, these are all women that have elementary age children. They are all 50. And then one of them is like 20. So then there's this, they're like, oh, this new mom is here. And she's this, I thought she was Brazilian, but she's Italian. She's a very exotic, beautiful woman who speaks in broken English and she's sitting at the table at the PTA meeting with a baby. And she's sort of like moody and odd and mysterious. And is it because she has a language barrier? I don't know. But she's just something's very like weird and sexual and strange about her. And right in the middle of the PTA meeting, the baby's like fussing. And she like takes her entire shirt off and whips her whole boob out and starts breastfeeding the baby. Which... I'm sorry, I'm a woman, I have children, I'm like a fan, yay moms. It's fucking weird when people do that, I'm sorry. Like, I remember the when I first moved to the suburbs and I had a small child, I was like looking for friends and I met this woman at a baby class and she had a baby like the same age as mine, which was like, I don't know, four months old or something. And then she had an older kid and she sat there and the two kids were switching off feeding her. And the older kid was like four. I mean, it was so weird. The kid was like standing up, feeding her. It was disgusting. I'm sorry. I, I, lo I love breastfeeding. It's great. Whatever you want to do. But like, it's really fucking weird when people just whip it out and do it in front of you. Like, I, at least cover it with a shirt. It's just, it's, it's a little awkward to be sitting there and someone's disrobed like that. Anyway. So that to me, and it just, they, they believe that too. The people that made the undoing think it's weird too, because every, like they made the scene really uncomfortable. So even as a viewer, you're like, Jesus Christ, like enough, like put a shirt on. And every woman at the table is horrified by this. These are like fancy Upper East Side women. And, and that's how they set the stage, right? For, you know, setting the groundwork that this woman is odd and overtly sexual is they had her breastfeeding out in public. And I was thinking to myself, man, what kind of outrage is going to be directed at HBO for that? I think breastfeeding is the most beautiful thing in the world. Okay, we get it. We get it. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You breastfeed your kid. Well, you know, I'm just saying. Oh, of course a man wrote this episode. No, no, no. It's just weird to be sitting at a fancy luncheon. Why would you bring your four-month-old baby to it in the first place? And then be like, oh, here's my boob. It's just weird. Sorry. Sorry. It's how I feel. Come at me. Whatever. Um, anywho, so move on from that. So then Nicole Kidman has some like odd encounters with this woman. Um, there's another scene where she's in the gym and this like cool Pilates gym, which I was like, oh, it's a crowded gym with like Pilates machines and there's people around and noises and everyone's high-fiving. And I'm like, God, I want to be there. It just looks so great. Like no masks. Everyone's touching each other. It's like sweat everywhere. It's just like, oh, crowds at a gym. It's, oh my God, it's amazing. Um, so the, the, the weird 
Italian breastfeeding lady comes up to Nicole Kidman in the locker room, fully nude, like just struts up to her with a great body. And Nicole Kidman is sitting on a bench. So they're like face to bush. Okay. And the woman's like, I'm so sorry if I made you uncomfortable. I don't know. And I don't remember what she said, but it was something like, I feel like I don't fit in here. And Nicole Kidman's like really nicer and hugs her. And it's like a little, a little lesbian-y undertone-y. And then a little uncomfortable and I don't know it was sort of weird so then whatever who cares then it goes to episode two and I'm not giving anything away because it's two episodes in so relax but it it ends up that a bunch of boring shit happens and not boring but just like unrelated you know mom stuff happens and then they have this fundraiser for the school and the Italian breastfeeding lady gets embarrassed somehow at the thing and storms off at the party and they hear later that she has the her child has found her dead in her art studio oh my god she's an artist I mean another stupid New York City cliche no woman not woman no person that is like a professional artist like with a loft can afford to send their kid to a $60,000 a year prep school I'm sorry. Like, and I have a studio. I mean, do you know how much a studio in New York City would cost to rent just to paint shit in? Like, seven grand a month. Okay. Well, not now. Now it's a ghost town. You could probably get it for free. But in the days where you could be at the gym without a mask, it was about seven grand a month to rent things like that. So she turns up dead. And Nicole Kidman is immediately questioned, which I think is odd because I'm like... She met her like three times. It's just weird. And then, I don't know, then there's like a mystery with Hugh. I'm not going to give it away because I think you should watch it and catch up. But it's it's good. It's I was not feeling it. And then the murder happened and then things start to unfold in a very strange way. And I was like, oh, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. And there's a lot of thoughts. There's a lot of um, theories out there. I've been talking to people. And I, everything people have said, I'm like, that's too obvious. They, they, they're they not going to make a 10-episode series over the obvious thing. It's going to be something totally crazy. And apparently there's a book. It's not called The Undoing, but it's, I don't know, something. And I'm really tempted to get the book and, like, read the last chapter just so I can see what happens. But I'm not going to. I'm going to let it unfold. I'm going to try to guess it. I'm going to try to use these things to keep my mind off the state of our world. And I think that's a good way to do it. So it's The Undoing. It's on HBO Max. I think it might be on HBO regular, too. I don't know. Is anyone watching Real Housewives of OC? I am. And I have to tell you, I'm into it. I... There's a lot of backlash on social media and what have you right now about OC. Um, people don't like Kelly Dodd. They're like boycotting it because of Kelly Dodd. And they're saying she's a she makes fun of Black Lives Matter. And she's a, married to a Fox News correspondent. And she makes fun of COVID. And um, I have thoughts on this. Um, why do you think America... Why do you think that the woman that is on a reality show about a housewife situation should be the moral compass for you? I, I hate to say it, but I don't look to any kind of entertainment for any of these people to be my moral compass, which is why I don't understand it when celebrities feel the need to tell me who to vote for. Um, I don't give a fuck who you're voting for, Jennifer Aniston. Be quiet and make rom-coms. Stay in your lane. And anyway, so people are like, don't watch, don't watch Real Housewives. Kelly Dodd is a problem. Kelly Dodd is a, Kelly Dodd is fantastic. And Kelly Dodd is the best thing that has ever happened to that damn show. And I hate to break it to you people, but there's a lot of people out there that watch Fox News. There's a lot of people out there that voted for Trump. There's a lot of people out there Kind of like Kelly Dodd. And you know what? That's what makes TV interesting. I don't need... It's not good for any of us to open up our TV screens and see a bunch of woke people. Because you know what? Woke folks, they're boring. They're boring as fuck. And I don't want to watch a bunch of PC, careful people. I want to watch idiots doing stupid things. And I want to see 
the fabric of our country. And I actually think that OC is doing an awesome job of that. So keep Kelly Dodd on. Who cares if she insults somebody? Whatever. Get over it. People insult me every single day. Wah, wah, wah. I also, the, the storyline, I'm not going to go into a full recap because I know people don't care. But there's a storyline of this woman named Gina who's, um, I think it's her third season on the show. Her first season... She joined. She got. She split up with her husband before they even filmed one episode, and so she was getting divorced as she started. So ever you've like never seen her with the husband, or whatever. And it was she has three little kids. It was kind of sad, and she got back together with him, but you never saw him on camera. And then there was like a domestic violence situation. So now they've divorced for good. He's off. He's. He got fired from his job. He had like a hedge fund job. He got fired from that. So they're not doing great financially, I don't think. And he is out of her life. But it was sad. It was like there was a DUI. There was a, a, a domestic violence situation. And he's now off the show. So she's got three kids. She recently bought herself a condo in the OC. Like a $700,000 condo. And... The main thing of the season is they're all making fun of her for having a small house, which is like, really? So now the whole storyline for this season is, did Shannon say that Gina has a small house? I mean, it it's so stupid. And it's like elitist and assholey. And I hope they don't turn it into the whole like doggy gate thing like they did. I hope they don't take one dumb thing and make it the whole season. So... Bronwyn is being set up as the queen bee of the show, which I heard rumors of this happening. I'm not sure I like this. I think she's an odd duck. I don't think she's, I think she's so out there that she's not that interesting in that I don't feel it's, I feel like it's a little, her oddness is disingenuous in that it's, She's trying a little too hard. I don't feel like I can relate to her because she's so odd. And like she has seven kids and the whole storyline now is that she's an alcoholic, which I think she is an alcoholic. And I, I think that's cool. I think that's like, not cool that she's an alcoholic, but I think it's cool that it's the first time in any of these shows that someone has, you know, kind of admitted to an addiction like that. And we'll see how it plays out with her marriage. And then, but then she's like, She's got a girlfriend. If you look on social media, she's her husband doesn't live with her anymore and then they don't live together and they're not but they're married and they're like modern family. It's just like, oh Jesus, like give me a like I just think she's she's a very batshit person and I don't think she should be on a reality show. I think she should be like like healing herself and her family. And but and they're setting her up like the queen bee. Like I don't know. And then she, Bronwyn and Shannon were gossiping about Gina's home where Gina, as we were just talking about, was the one who went through the horrible divorce. Well, she was saying on the show, she bought a condo herself. It was the first home she ever bought for herself, for her kids. It wasn't huge. It wasn't expensive. And then these two like snobby ass bitches who rent, who rent, 7,000 square foot houses. So they are basically lighting money on fire to look like they are wealthy, making fun of her. And I don't like that at all. First of all, I have friends that, you know, or people that I know that don't have what I have. I don't ever make fun of them in a million years. I would never make fun of someone for having a smaller home than me. I mean, that is just who, who does that? I mean, well, I guess people that go on people that go on reality shows do that, but no one I know talks like that. It, I just thought it was very strange, and it turned me off. But I do love drama, and I do love the show, and I'm very interested in the alcoholic, you know, rehab thing playing out with Bronwyn. I don't. I think I also think she's absolutely she's absolutely crazy. She gets into this fight with Shannon the last episode where she, she said, Shannon, she said to Gina, Shannon said you had a small, sad house. And then Shannon's like, I didn't say that. And Bronwyn goes, well, yeah, well, you were drinking when you said it. I was like, what a bitch. Like, 
now you're going to be high and mighty that you don't drink and everyone else is, you know, below you because they drink. Well, we can all control it. And just because someone drinks and gets drunk every once in a while doesn't mean they're an alcoholic. Like, come on. And now she's going to be, you know, now she's going to be the the high and mighty, you know, moral compass of everyone whilst being a bitch. I also learned a new term. It's called a dry drunk, which is, it sounds pretty good for, for Shannon. It's basically when someone who's in recovery stops drinking, but they still have like the erratic behavior and the, the awful traits of when they were drunk. So they're still like acting the same way. They're just not drinking. So Bronwyn is totally a dry drunk. Now, I have a friend who, like I said, I'm sort of on Gina's team right now. I think that people are like, it's not it's not aspirational anymore because of Gina. Well, I think that I think that Real Housewives of OC has never really been aspirational. If you look back on the history of it, there was there's always been like one or two with like the big houses, but they They've always been a little bit like me too with the with the wealth, and then when the um when the recession hit in two thousand nine, they were all like hit by it. I I don't I don't think they're the aspirational ones. They're kind of like the trashy desert sisters of the the Beverly Hills girls. So I'm I'm fine with that. What I'm not fine with is they're sort of like celebrating Bronwyn as this progressive woman who. You know, oh, she's got a son that's, um, I, you can't say cross-dresser anymore. What is, the son is like in drag. And then the son, I don't know, her son is gay and I think he does drag, which, which is great. I think it's great. Celebrate your children. But she's all progressive, but then she's mocking another woman for owning a small house. A woman who escaped an abusive relationship with three small children and put her entire life on display for the world to make money and is trying to make a life for herself. So I think that's kind of bullshit. And it makes me not like this Bronwyn chick. Because, again, she's all like, I'm so amazing and progressive. And then she's shitting on someone for having a small house. It's like, really? Get out of here. And I love to hate her. So that in itself is good TV. And Kelly Dodd, I got to tell you, right now she's coming out smelling like a rose. Because... She actually said to Bronwyn, like, don't, why are you making fun of this girl? Like, we all rent. We're losers. And she bought herself a great house and just trying to make a life for her kids. So go Kelly. I don't know. Why do they all rent? Kelly said it's because she doesn't know where she's going to live. And, like, her husband is that Fox News guy. And they're like, are they reliving in New York? Or where are we going? And the daughter's going to be in high school. And she's like, I don't want to commit. And I get that. But, like... And then Shannon said she put all her money into her business. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I could never rent a house. It just seems like such a waste of money. Whatever. Anyway, so that's OC. I, I think it's getting good. And my only thing that I'm afraid of is they are like previewing the rest of the season and they're doing like, there's no toilet paper at Costco. So we're going to have to relive the fucking beginning of the pandemic through the eyes of Gina. Oh my God, kill me. Like, I don't need to see that. I want to, I want Emily in Paris. Okay. I don't want to see Shannon looking for Lysol. It just sounds like such a downer. So I think it's going to go, I think it's building up to something and it's just going to go downhill fast. So anyway, that's the OC. I think they're on third or fourth episode this season. Hi, so I know that there have been a lot of comments and a lot of people saying a lot of different things about me, but I just want to let you guys know that I am fine. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life, and I'm sending all of you guys a lot of prayers, wishes, and um, a lot of love. Hi, so I know that there... Okay. So, um, that's, that's Hi, so normal. I... Um, so Brittany's just letting us know that she's fine, and she's praying for me, because I questioned whether or not a lunatic who hasn't seemingly left her house in a year wearing clothes from 2006 with smeared makeup and cheap American Girl doll hair extensions. Yeah, I'm questioning if she's okay. But I'm the asshole, and she's going to pray for me. Uh, it's almost as if... Is she punking us? I mean, is this for... Like, 
Who and who's filming it? Does she have one of those rings with the stands, or is someone actually like, "Yeah, this is great. Keep going. You're doing great." I don't know, but uh, the hair is always the hair has been a problem since she shaved it. It's never it's never gone back to normal, and um, I think honestly, like I feel like it's the same thing with insane people. Like the more they tell you that they're not crazy, you're like, "Well, you sound cra like the more you tell people you're not crazy." You sound crazy. So I'm not making fun of her. I'm not. Like I'm actually get now I'm like really upset because it was amusing in the beginning and now and now I'm really upset. And I just read today in the post that she's actually trying to remove her father from like any sort of involvement in her life, like whatsoever. So that's a little scary. Cause I feel like he's the last person in her life that might have a grip on reality. I don't know. I wonder if we're actually watching someone unfold in real life. If we're watching the undoing of Britney Spears. That's all I have for today. I'm exhausted. I haven't been sleeping. Just some hot topics and a couple things to keep your mind off the bad stuff. So keep your head up. I, I really feel like the the shit storm has got to end at some point. It's just, it can't get any worse than this. It really can't. Maybe we need a mass shooting to really finish it off. I'm just kidding. That's awful. But you know what I mean? I, I really don't think that it can get worse than this. So it's really nice outside today. I'm going to walk around and uh, think about something nice. I don't know. Anyway, have a great week. Maybe we'll be in a different world next week. I hope so. I love you. Have a great week and uh, have a really have a good time this weekend. Bye.